hotkeys. Control. Yeah. If you're on a if you're on a website, Control Shift Z to copy and paste, and it won't reformat the the web page. Yeah. God forbid it be Control uh, Base C. No, but what's base? I don't. <laughs> space bar. Oh, they said base. I know I did say base, but I didn't say space bar. But that's not even even so. But all I'm simply saying before we hit record was hotkeys. When we went to school, I felt like the entire time we were learning about oh, you know that's all we're learning about is like push three yeah. three's buttons, and then all of a sudden the song will be perfect. But you have to give them this. It is drilled in my. We went to two totally different schools for the same thing. But the school I that I went to became the school you went to. I know. How weird is that? Not weird uh, at all. Uh, you're right. You're right. Uh, Apple S is drilled into my fucking head forever on everything. And the second I got a Windows, I was so sad that there wasn't an Apple for me what's, to what's, Apple what's S. What's Apple S? Save! <laughs> <laughs> that was like the uh, motto of my school. You boys, Appaless? I like this song. Just kidding. Hey, guys. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the episode of I Didn't See It, But I Believe You. I'm Doug. I'm Joel. And this is episode 104. And... I just want to go ahead and start off with this. I'm so sorry about episode one. Oh, no, this is episode 104, right? I I want to go ahead. And yes. I want to yes. go ahead and start off with episode 103. I was, dude. I cannot describe how dick down in the dirt I was, or whatever the expression is. It is very noticeable, dude. I was so <laughs> sick. So sick. You just don't even seem like yourself at all yeah, in that like, video. Dude, I mean I should have called it at the beginning. Yeah, you this so I kinda have to, you know, I kinda blame you for that. No, I'm just kidding. But again, I am sorry. I was ex my allergies were so bad I couldn't breathe. But I feel great today. And you know, any any moment that I can uh video cast my best friend Joel is a great day. So that's all Yeah, I'm hell yeah. So there you go. It was it was weird because we had two episodes in a row where one of us was kind of fucked up. I oh, was right. if you go back to 102, like I I kind of hold it together, but I am extremely uncomfortable the whole time. I'm shifting and burping and coughing and gagging and oh, then dude. the next one you're fucking slowly creeping closer to the grave through the whole episode. Dude, I don't even know where it came. I mean, I I woke up and I'm like, I wish I I didn't even wait. <laughs> you know <laughs> the <gasps> that whole me that whole entire like trope. I woke up like this. Yeah. I couldn't breathe at all, man. And so, yeah. anyways, again, to just get right rolling, I just want to apologize to our customers and to our um, and to our families and to our friends that. Uh, and preemptive apology on my part uh, for two different things. I have my volume up on my phone right now because I have to hear for the second thing I have to apologize for. Some when someone's here, I have to run out and grab a package. So Joel and his packages. It's not, it's not something I can control. So but I'll be quick. So, Joel, my first note, it says littered past. And, you know, we all know Joel has a really littered past. Is there something about your <laughs> Is there something about your littered past that you've grown from? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, because I wanted to tell this story anyway, and it'll be a good segue. 
there is a person in our lives, your cousin. Can I say his name? Yeah, of course. Okay, so Joe, Doug's cousin Joe, and me and Doug. Oh, went that to, cousin. No, you can't say his name. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, go for uh, it. We went to a, a Mexican restaurant in Austin, I want to say in 2013. And I w- I've never been the kind of person to do this. I don't know what I was thinking, but I got out of the car and I let a can hit the floor and I didn't do shit about it. And Joe like pulled me aside and was like, fuck no, pick that up and fucking no. put it either in your car or throw it away. We don't fucking do that. And you I didn't do, you know, I wasn't the kind that. of dude who does that, but I had, I had let it happen. And uh, ever since then, I have been so up my own ass and everyone else's about littering. And yesterday, or no, three days ago, there was a bunch of dudes hanging out in front of my house, which whatever, fine. There's always dudes hanging out in front of my house. You live but, in an apartment. Right. So like out in front of your door. Well, they were just like on the walkway, you know, hanging out and talking shit in front of their okay. car, which was parked next to mine. Fair enough. But uh, I'm I'm looking. I opened my door to look for a, to see if I had a delivery out there, DoorDash delivery. Uh-huh. And uh, I look up, and the dude is backing out, and there's beers next to my car. Beers and without beers, like drinks. Oh, beers, like be like, like empty beers and, and empty whatever. beers, but beers. But like we're sitting next to a dumpster. You know what I mean? Like Why I could, I could touch the dumpster. I'm so sorry. And so I I've came been, out. I'm in tag. I'm I so can- sorry, interrupt. I'm in tagging in and out of this conversation, because uh, I haven't. I don't know. But were you saying you were sitting by a dumpster? No, there's a dumpster by my like. You, like he could easily have just walked the five feet and thrown okay. it in the dumpster. Fair you know? enough. But so I came. So I, I came out and I gave this dude the craziest look because he's backing out of his driving spot and he goes, <laughs> he goes like this. He goes. And I pick up the beer and go, and he goes, he does this. He goes, it just backs out, leaves. And, and I'm like, I don't, I don't like confrontation with neighbors because you got to live there. Of so, course. But I was just like, bro, bro, you are you that out of touch that I'm fucking looking at you like, I don't know. I'm a goofball, but I don't necessarily look like a nice guy. And I'm coming out, just swinging out of my house, like front door swings up. And I'm just like, ah! And you're, and you're like, and he goes, well, I mean, that kind of goes into when we were kids or whatever, like, or I can't say when we were kids, when we were like younger, like when we were like 18, 19, 20, whatever. Y'all mm-hmm. used to give me shit all the time for getting mad. Be, <laughs> I'd get all angry all the time, like fucking litter bugs. And like, I'd like, just, yeah, it's true. I'd be calling people litter bugs. You're like litter bugs litter bugs i'm like yeah that's a freaking that's a, you don't want to be a litter bug litter bugs the worst thing you can well it's not the worst thing you can be but it's high up there joel and so <laughs> now that's the worst i'm going through them in my brain right now and of all the awful things you could be litter bug is definitely the worst what if we set up a show that was like cheaters remember that fucking shitty show cheaters and it was all With joey greco sure no, i don't remember it and just <laughs> And it was all about us just like uh, setting up litter bugs. So down, just, just called it litter, litter bugs. Yeah, just. <laughs> hey, uh, my voice sounds a little funny to me. Is am I looking good on the screen? Am I? Is, are my sounding good to you? <laughs> you look fine. I meant on the. I'm sorry. I meant on the waves. Like, are my waves cool? <laughs> your waves. <laughs> Let me check your waves. <laughs> <laughs> that was so i mean i don't know why that's cracking me up but that's like the most i don't know how else to say it hey, am i, I looking just feel good? like i sound funny hey am i looking good on the screen how are my waves <laughs> <laughs> but all i'm saying is what if we had this show right it's like 
how did how do they set up cheaters? How was so, that? So uh, you call you call in on the breaks and you tell them that you're getting cheated on. And uh, on they, the breaks, what do you mean? Like, just don't like don't, on don't the commercial forget. breaks. It says like call this number if you're being cheated on. Okay. If you think you're being cheated on, okay, or whatever. So you, I I assume that if it's real at all, I assume that what they do is they call that number and they give their story. And if the story sounds dope enough, it keeps going up the ladder of people until eventually it gets yeah. to the top where they go, I like it, put it on. Okay. And then what happens is you meet Joey Greco, and the host. The host in some in some public place, and he listens to you tell your your story of why you think you're being cheated on, uh-huh. and he tells you, "All right, we're gonna send out uh, surveillance for the next like week, and then I'll see you in a week." And then it, they always bust him doing some seriously shady stuff, and then they come back in a week and show him the video, and then they get to decide if they want to confront them or just leave them. Did he and really get stabbed? All- they, yeah, fuck yeah. Me and Jeff watched that episode probably 30 times. It's hysterical. They, he gets stabbed and thrown off a boat. It's the, fucking hilarious. We were referring to the host of the show. When he comes out to confront the cheater, he gets stabbed and thrown off the front of a boat. Okay, so imagine if we had a show that was called Litterbugs, and we set people up that way, and it's just like somebody calls in and is like, I saw this guy driving down I-35, and he threw a can out the window, and I have his license plate number. And then you and I are t- <laughs> like, chase this guy down, or find, file, oh, yeah. like, just... Like find, Dog the Bounty Hunter, but for littering. And just find... <laughs> I like it all. And just, like, everything... like just, just go, as loud. Yeah. I moved everything. Everything's farther away. If anybody hasn't noticed, my table's clean, my area's clean, so my board and my computer are way far way than i anticipated speed them up. anyways so we follow them in they have no idea they don't know what they did they're just driving home from work right and this <laughs> they're, they're they're in dove creek they're pulling into dove creek or fucking uh uh what's a good in austin oh they're in like west lake in austin <laughs> pull it up to their fucking mcmansion and then, no but this is like months later or something so somebody calls in it's like like this is the this is the license plate I follow them home. This is their address. And then, like, say you and I are the host of Litterbug, right? And then we're like, just yep. do this whole entire show. And not only, uh, and like, our whole thing is just to essentially call them out for being a Litterbug, right? Right. But we right. chase them down. We follow their everyday movement, their everyday life. And then we end for up like fi- a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. And they were like, oh, this is Billy. Extremely invasive. I want to know everything about him. (laughs) So it's like, oh, this is Bobby Briggs. And Bobby Briggs, and it's like, sorry, on this episode of Litterbug. Bobby Briggs. And it like does the thing half the fa- half the screen is his face and the other half it comes up with the information Bobby Briggs age 47. And uh, also current we, hometown. I don't know West anybody. Lake. I don't know anybody named Bobby Briggs by the way. And so just happens to be I don't know anybody in Westlake. Completely circumstantial. And so I but so I was like Bobby Briggs driving down I35 throws uh, uh driving a truck. Plastic bag flies out the back. We get a call. Call tells us that he's a litter bug. She gives us the information. We follow him down. We've been following Here's Bobby. Here's where he works. <laughs> this is where he Bobby for two months now. Two months. Two months. <laughs> you set up interviews with everyone in his life Everybody. behind his back. Hey, uh, 
So how long have you known Mr. Briggs? Oh, about about seven years. Great, great, great. So uh, you ever see him fucking littering? Throwing <laughs> no, stuff out his car? No, no, no. You're going too far. And so it's just like, we went to talk. We're here to investigate Bobby Briggs. We're like, oh, yeah, this is about the affair. <laughs> but, uh, the first, yeah, you walk up to Bobby Briggs, you're like, Mr. Briggs, we'd like to talk to you about something. He turns around, she told me she was 18. All of a sudden, we've got a fucking no, hit you on see, our head. <laughs> you see, that's what the, that's what this, uh, d- 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 <laughs> let hey, Doug, me finish my Doug. thought. Anyway, so listen, and so, <laughs> what? And so, anyway, so it's like, Bobby Briggs, and it's like, you walk up to the first interview, and they're like, oh, this is about the affair, and it's like, uh what and they're like just like telling all this information and then you go to interview somebody else you're like oh, i can't even talk to you about bobby briggs and we're doing a show about litter and they're like oh is this about him you know his under is this about the affair the they just all say that yeah. <laughs> oh the, shit is this about the his, affair or his black market ties just everything <laughs> and then you go to his wife and <laughs> And she's like, oh, shit, is this about the affair? And so, and, so, <laughs> and so the entire show, when you finally reveal yourself to Bobby Briggs, you're like, <laughs> like Bobby, we've been following you for months. And we came to and he's like, oh, fuck, I, I, she told me she was 18. This is that. about the affair. And, and then be like, and we're like, you know, Bobby, just want you to know, I'm, you're a litter bug, Bobby. <laughs> It's all about litter. <laughs> or be like, a, hey, Bob, Mr. Briggs, before we go, I'd just like to ask, where are you from? Hey, Texas. And you don't mess with Texas. And all of a sudden, litter, it's like a Nickelodeon with the slime. Litter just pours on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's used. And it's all the litter from the encampments. It was just. <laughs> and we're like, this needles is. Needles and fucking blood. <laughs> Tense. A, what's amalgamation mean? Like a grouping together of this is like an amalgamation a, like, of all your littering. Like you're an amalgamation of a soy boy and uh, a Gen Z uh, bard bod. And, oh, dude. Well, we can name the show Littered Past, actually. Or we, or no, it should be Litter Bug. But we litter can, bugs. But we can be like, <laughs> or Littered Past it could be a segment. Yeah, yeah. The I like it. This pest. episode's called Litter Bugs, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Uh, and then, oh, I, the thumbnail is going to be you as that Indian crying the one tear. Joel, I want you to know something. Don't do that. What? Because <laughs> don't make me do, don't do that. And so, also, well, stop in the talking Varsity Blues about- when I was black. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, but I was. Don't listen. So you keep on saying, "Oh," and the thumbnail. I mean, we wait. I do that too, though. You do that too. I get so excited about the thumbnails because you make them. Uh, do you remember that song? I I feel so alive yeah. for the very first time. P O V P O D P O D payable on death. Yep. They're Chris, uh, they're, I saw. Dude, do you follow any of the shitty tattoo Instagrams? I used to follow Snake Pit, but it just got too lame. Snake Pit, that's the one. Uh, I don't think this was on there, actually. But I saw somebody yesterday, and it, it was like, what's your biggest regret in life? And the, his answer was that uh, I thought that P.O.D. was going to stay the biggest. And he shows his back, and his whole back are the lyrics to Southtown. That's so dope. But also, by the way, and I don't care what anybody thinks about this, 
Southtown's a badass song. Uh, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about this. That entire album slaps hard as fuck. That album is nasty. Yeah. Just that one. The next one sucked, but that one is nasty, bro. With the fucking uh, the little boot on the cover open in her chest. That fucking album goes so hard. Honestly, that's like that rare rap rock album that I totally give a pass to. I think it's pretty fucking hard. Well, no, they're good, dude. And I mean, I think they went, they got thrown into the whole Christian trope or whatever, but I think their whole thing was. No, they were mad Christian, bro. That's why they they got thrown into it. Their lyrics before that album were extremely blatantly Christian and payable on death. That means the price Christ paid for you was on death. Even the name. I mean, it doesn't have to mean Christ. Anybody can have payable. But they've on said death. it though. They they were like, "This is why we named our band this." I feel Jesus. I feel so alive. Oh, so the and last Jesus like, is mine. I Jesus called you when this denied happened. you, but he won't deny me or something like that. Uh, I called you about this, but I got in the car the other day, and for no apparent reason at all, as Forrest Gump would say, <laughs> they were playing the entire Marcy Marcy Playground album. Yeah, that's and not awesome. out of order in order it was literally just the album playing and i was so fucking nervous i pulled over and looked up marcy playground singer me too canceled death i looked up everything and there was nothing and that's when i called you was like hey for no reason at all they're just bumping it <laughs> me too canceled death <laughs> like that why would they play other than death why would they play the marcy's i'm playground? new here bro i'm new here if this is a pretty right-wing part of the state i feel like so i would you know maybe they're like anti-cancel culture like i don't know he was canceled let's make sure he gets some let's love. fucking bump that shit <laughs> well it's like that waller guy the Waller, whatever he he was, he's like that. Uh, what do they call that? Pop country. He's like a big pop country guy right now, and he uh, uh, a recording of him came out where he said the N word, mm. and uh, he got canceled immediately. But guess what? He's had the number one country album since then. So there is definitely a large group of people who are like, they canceled him. Sign me Dude. the fuck up. I mean, this may be controversial, but the cancel culture, what I've gathered is uh, it's only in the eye of the beholder, really. Like somebody's canceled if they decide to be canceled, apparently, because Louis Louis canceled and uncanceled himself. Yeah. And so it's like simply it's like uh, if you're willing to not shift the thing about cancellations, uh, canceling a person's career, I guess, is then when the people like your friend group, if you would, just for lack of a better expression, says you can't be in a friend group anymore and you're so desperate to still be a part of it and you eat yourself alive. But if you're if you take all that energy and instead of learning from and growing from it and becoming a better person and correcting your mistakes and you take it and be like, fuck these assholes, I'm just gonna go with the other people that I don't even like, but they like me because they do the shit that I've been accused of and they don't want to be canceled themselves. Hang out with them. It's like a rejuvenation. But at the same time, that's not like there's no, but it's not, it's not sustainable though. Cause they, if yeah, they just come exactly. back in the same career path, they're just constantly every five or six years, the same shit's going to get dredged up. Dude, we talk it's about it all the time, dude. It's like, it's like, dude, being canceled. There's uh, yeah. Being canceled 
sucks and it's like really but i imagine it's like the worst all i'm saying is there's obviously something going on to where you can learn a lot about yourself dude you and i we always refer to like the shithead shit we did when we were kids and stuff and like when we're young adults and how many things that were so embarrassing and dude and getting in a lot of trouble when we were younger and stuff like that and it's like yeah yeah it's like you learn from it no the the, the big the hold on the big let me finish this thought no yeah, yeah the big step though is we weren't like fuck it we'll just find a new group of friends there's like we looked exactly. ourselves in the fucking mirror and like th- there is reasons why we're getting our asses reamed right now and and people are just you know f- so upset with us what are we going to do to fix that not just fix it but what are we going to do to look within ourselves and fix ourselves and it's like you know if you do something to somebody else and you harm them and you hurt them and you hurt their feelings or any type of hurt physically even anything it's like if you're not going to take the time and to look within be like what is wrong what did i do and not only forgive that excuse me not only beg forgiveness because you are contrite and you feel like and you actually feel remorse but if you don't do anything about it and you're like fuck it i i'm just i don't want to deal with this and you move on to a new group and they're just like yeah we'll bring you up in open arms because we don't deal with that shit either that's not cool man that's not cool at all you know there's there's they're being canceled and being in the whole me too movement yeah it sucked for those that, you know you know you feel a lot of strange and crazy fucking harsh emotions but the thing is if you're not willing to look within be like why do people feel this way about me and what have i done what have i said what have i like what had, what did i do to make people feel this way about me if you don't take that time to look within and really try to fix it that's the problem that's the issue people hold not that you know it, it's it, there, there is a redemption arc that people just aren't willing to obtain. And, you know, especially when you're first in trouble, like, or you, nobody wants to be in trouble. But when it first happens, you don't think about redemption arc. You're thinking about people just being mean to you and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, but there's a reason why it's happening. What did you do? What did you say? And what are you going to do to fix it? And if you don't do anything about it and you just hold angst towards your fellow person, that's the problem. Anyways, I think there was something in that really in that rant that might have some truth to it. I'm speaking on personal experience. I'm feeling speaking on own personal emotion and my heart, and I'm just sharing it with you, my customers. Again, if it made no sense, I apologize. But if it didn't make sense, take a grain and season your mind. Got him. So. <laughs> You made some really good points before I left. Um, I, I wanted to t- actually bring up, because we've talked about this before, and I think we may have actually, I'm not sure where we fall on it now, but I, I know day one, we were actually probably falling pretty far apart on our opinion of it. But there's been a lot of like uh, mixed discussion about the Rogan Franco shit. And I actually... Rogan so, Fra- Oh, Rogan, Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan and James Franco shit. So for those who don't know James Franco, he's been accused multiple times by multiple women of multiple different things that are not good um and it goes back very far i mean and here's the thing it's not like these just came out we've been hearing about these for years i mean i remember when he asked that teenager on a date Uh, and i thought that was going to be any time stamped himself yeah, that one and then bad. he went on but to like, the late show to apologize and yeah i mean and he made a joke about it yeah <laughs> yeah but anyway so i've expected it to come for a while but the thing with rogan and franco and baruchel and that whole group of cats is that in siegel like 
they all start together. Like, cause we've been watching Freaks and Geeks and Undeclared. And that's kind of been putting this on my mind a lot. Cause like, if you go and you watch it, it's very clear that that group of dudes means a lot to each other. Yeah. They've been there for each other through everything. They've helped each other's careers out. You can see when each one of their careers hits a slump, one of them will come around and pick them all up. And it's, 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 you know, it's cool, but man, it would really, really fucking suck to have your best friend, uh, be accused of shit so much to where you have to acknowledge it. But at the same time, Rogan had a book coming out. He has a TV show coming out. He's executive producing a show with Franco and he has a movie coming out and everyone just wants to ask him about that. And his response was, I don't plan. I have no current plans to work with James on anything. And they said, are you still friends? And he straight up says, I don't feel like I can talk about this right now. Like I need some time. Yeah. But like, I, I would assume that he feels fucking horrible and probably fucking talk to him about it. But the fact of the matter is, dude, some of the shit that, that Franco's accused of is terrible. Like way beyond just like asking somebody out or whatever. Like he, he's accused of some pretty bad shit. So until that shit gets resolved, like I'm sure behind the scenes, he's probably like, man, I, I, I'm here for you if you need someone to talk to. But what are you supposed to do? You know, yeah. like because that could ruin all of their careers. And frankly, all of those dudes at this point have a good as career as Franco as Franco does. Like, I mean, like, but like, we don't know anything about what Franco is. Is he said anything? Is he released a statement? Has he done anything? Is there any like again, I keep on using that word contrition, but is there anything? Anything? No, not yet. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Thing, it's, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I just, it's the fact of the matter is, is that uh, he's made no effort to deny anything, right? Yeah. And, and for me, you have a few choices when you first get some shit like this happen to you. If you can prove it's not true, fucking prove it's not true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know you have to dance carefully with that because you don't want to, you don't want to offend any victims or anything. But if you can prove it untrue, prove it untrue. Secondly, if it's true, I mean, your options are basically two. Deny, deny, deny or apologize, or I guess three completely disappear from the public eye. His very odd choice to A, not acknowledge it, B, not apologize for it, C, not deny it, and D, continue to be in the public eye is weird. Chances it's are very weird. Chances are there's a tremendous amount of truth in these accusations then, you know, and so- That's and kind just, of my opinion, and, and I don't really see Seth saying that shit publicly about not being able to work with him right now if Seth didn't reach a point of being like, fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I don't know all the existence or whatever. I just know simply like what is in the headlines or whatever. I don't dive too, dive too deep into that. Uh, simply I, we actually, so well, I'll talk to you about it off air, but we, Caroline knows one of the girls that is in all the lawsuits. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I've heard a lot about it. <laughs> No, for sure. And I'm not, dude, yeah. But like you said, you, you made a really good point about like, uh, you know, victims, like you don't want to, uh, take away from a victim story or anything like that. But at the same time, yeah, no. with that said, it's like, yeah, the vic victims always need to come first, but sometimes stories, the truth needs, the truth isn't necessarily about somebody's somebody that's victimized in a separate story. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no, no, no. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's a messy situation because it, as, as we progress socially, we're hitting little roadblocks like this with the, the rule of law. Yeah. Technically, this should not be it. technically the way it used to work is no one would have known about this and it would get resolved. But the, the, the reason that wasn't working was because people never were hearing about the things and they were idolizing these people that were, you know, years later you find out terrible shit about them. But yeah. now 
court of public opinion is is honestly more damning to your career than court. <laughs> but that's what we're saying. But these people that 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 make that shift and and like uncancel themselves and things like that, it's like, are they doing it? Like, are you are you uncanceling yourself because you went through the you really looked again looked within to figure out what you did wrong, why they're saying these things about you and truly finding, seeking forgiveness and trying to better yourself and trying to heal not only that person, but yourself and realizing that there's damage that's been done and you are the catalyst and you have to look it deep in the eye and take care of it. I'm not, you know, whatever it may be, or are you uncanceling yourself because you found another group of people that just doesn't care or is in the same boat that just embraces you. So you don't have to deal with it. Right. Well, and you can see that happen in, with, a, with multiple different people picking different things. The, the ones that are interesting to me are the people who sort of just, I don't know. I, Louis is so fascinating to me because he's, he's, he's been contrite. He's admitted he was wrong. He's disappeared. And now he's back. And all of that makes sense until you realize that it is now the running theme of his act which I don't personally really have a problem with, but that's a ballsy move because your whole act better be funny about how you're contrite. Otherwise, it's gonna, you, you're running the risk of fucking ending up right back in the same hole you were in, I feel like. That is a gambit, for sure. Uh, but, you know, I think, I mean, I can't, again, nothing to take away from anybody that he pressured into anything or whatever, whatever the stories may be. But when it comes to Louis, uh, it's like for everything I've read about him, he does. It it seemed more like when he when it it, it was like, dude, I heard about Louis doing that years. Oh yeah, years all of us did. before that was exposed. Yeah. It's oh like, yeah, it's and, been a joke for fucking ever. And we're fucking kids on the block in South Texas. You know what I mean? We heard about that, and it's like so. But the thing is with that he and his and his, when it was all exposed in his like first like statement. It's all true. He didn't hide from it at all. Me personally, I heard a cry for help is like, sure. You know? And so, and well, isn't all, isn't all depressive comedy like that, essentially a cry for help to a wide audience of like, dude, I am mad depressed. I have this issue and that yeah. issue. And honestly, go back and listen to like any of it before he gets caught. And there is a lot of self deprecating sexual humor in there. No, for a sure. A lot of feel a lot of feeling inadequate sexually, a lot of masturbation talk, a lot of incontrollable urges talk. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot with Jesse Lacey of Brand New. Unfortunately, sometimes things you thought were either funny or just kick-ass metaphors end up being people spilling their guts and you don't see it at first. Yeah. Go back and listen, go back and read the lyrics to Devil and God and to Daisy especially, and you'll find somebody completely com conflicted with the their past in the person they're trying to be so why is it and is it okay for uh i mean yes we're talking about some terrible things that have been done and things like that but the person the person that's being ripped apart canceled whatever and yes do, most of the, most of the stories i've heard do like it's it, it's their time to fucking feel it you know what i mean to get mm -hmm. to feel mm -hmm. that pain but it's like are do we just leave it there or do we rebuild and not saying rebuild their careers and make them celebrities and make and like you know but what what is it do we is there not a healing process that they deserve like you know like a like a criminal reform they don't like, no i i get what you're asking and i think there's a really interesting dichotomy that's involved in the answer to dude, it i got a uh, piece so bad yeah that's fine go okay. um so there is this girl, um, actually, let me find her name. I don't want to get her name wrong. 
there was a girl who was on The Bachelor, and, uh, oh, you know, I can't even fucking find it. There was a girl who was on The Bachelor who has been a very, very outspoken activist um, who has called for the cancellation and consequences of many, many people and who has very aggressively been against the idea of people being able to genuine... I don't see if I can word this correctly. It doesn't seem like she's ever been satisfied with anyone's apology which is fine. You don't have to be satisfied with people's apology. Um, but her whole thing has kind of been that when she cancels somebody or calls for people to cancel somebody or put bring somebody's uh, sordid past or, or comments to light, she, gen she generally has completely avoided any type of resurrection or redemption arc. She will, she will completely uh, break down their apologies and completely fucking... Uh, uh, just turn it around and say, you know, none of this is real. All of this is just trying not to get canceled and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, maybe sometimes she's right. I'm sure she's right sometimes. But the long and the short of it is she got uh, some, some racist tweets and some extremely offensive comments of hers against the LGBT community and, and just a bunch of other things popped up uh, a couple of months ago. And she decided to make the same exact kind of apology that she had been not allowing anyone else to make and expected everyone to turn around and say, yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. Welcome her back with open arms. And it, I haven't checked back in on it in a while, but it didn't work out for it. People weren't interested in hearing that they needed to accept an apology from someone who had not accepted apologies from anyone. Not to say that she was, that she was attacking these people for the wrong reasons, but it's just that if you're going to position yourself to want it one way, you have to take it that way. So if your whole thing is I don't forgive people who get canceled, I don't uncancel people, and when I call for someone to be canceled, they're evil forever, if you get canceled, you don't get to apologize. That's just the long and short of it. That's fair. It's fair play. And I saw a lot of people call that shit out, which made me happy because a lot of times people, I feel like if the person who's in trouble is... Uh, not a fucking straight white male, a lot of times they get a little bit more leniency, which is, you know, that's totally fine too. But th this chick has spent her whole fucking time recently trying to cancel people and not accept their apologies. So when she got canceled and tried to apologize, I was like, excuse me? No, like, That's yeah. not how this works. You should fucking crawl into a hole and pop up in 10 years. So, but go ahead. that being said, uh, the whole thing is messy and there has got to, absolutely got to, be a shift in the culture of uh, canceling if we want it to succeed for the original purpose that people started doing it, which was to call out bad shit and to have people face consequences for it that had, in, that had not historically faced consequences. Yeah. But the problem is, is that all of us are complete pieces of shit in some way or shape, and Everybody, I think, has the ability to get canceled for something, even if it's not serious or even a really big deal. There is somebody out there who could be extremely offended by anything you say if you're not careful. And if we're not willing to give people redemption and space and time to learn and grow, if we're not willing to give people the, the, uh, the ability and the opportunity to learn and grow, then why are we doing this? For sure. Is it just to throw our weight around? Because I'm not a fan of that. I'm a fan of I, I like to call it consequence culture. I'm a fan of you facing consequences that you wouldn't have had to historically face because I've had to face consequences me too. my whole life. Me too. You know what I mean? Too. Yep. And, and to me, th that's why I know a lot of people our age who disagree with me because they think that I should be against cancel culture, but I'm not. I'm against, 
I'm, a, I'm against maybe not giving people the opportunity for redemption for sure. But consequential culture is a great consequence. I like that, Joel. I don't know if you came up with that or if you've heard that from somebody, but that's a really great way to look at it, in my opinion. Dude, seriously, dude, uh, not to get, I mean, dude, honestly, I, I, dude, I, I'm, I'm like, I hate to people like to throw their, their, like the feel like that have been victimized or whatever, but dude, I'm a victim. I've been a victim since little, yeah. like, since I was a little boy, dude. I've never talked about this, and I'm like, uh, dude, I've been more clear headed than I have in a long time. And but here's the thing: me being a victim as a little boy, growing up into even into my high school years, things that that went through my life, um, yeah, you know, I did. There, there is these. There are these things in my in er, things that happened to me and things that I've been through that. And I'm only speaking for myself now, but I'm sure so many people that listen to this can relate. Dude, horrible things, horrible things. And here's the thing. And I, I, I did go through a moment in my life it's recently that I was just like weeping and tears and just angry and just like embarrassed and vulnerable. And what the, f like, why is this happening to me? And like, but the thing is, I think the reason that I hurt, like, you know, and like, and like looking at these freaking and and actually having the opportunity to go to these, these persons that hurt me, dude, and like confront them and just, you know, and like, or even just forgive them in my own, like to a point of forgiveness and to forgive them in my own sure. heart. And so sure. like, you know, it's like, and they don't because even forgiveness doesn't have to be for the other person. Forgiveness is for you to let go of a weight yeah. of, of anger. Yes. But here's the problem though. After you do that, Another weight sets in. It's like, what have I perpetuated onto others? Sure, you know, sure. And it's like what all the things that I carry with me and dispense out into and the dude, world. A lot yeah, of yeah. the things that were put upon me, I shared that pain with others unwillingly. They not they never asked for it. So that's that's something I've been going through, especially the past few years. Like really look at myself hard in the mirror and be like, Doug, you can't just keep on crying. Whoa, me. It's like, what about what you did to others and the way you've made them feel and the way you hurt them or the way that, you know, this whole entire grudges, everything from grudges to physical violence to like, dude, like pulling my dick out when I shouldn't have, you know what I mean? Shit like that, dude. I know, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that's, dude, I know it's controversial and everything to say, but it's like so many things that I look back on and think about and I'm like, who the fuck am I? Just because I had uncontrollable uh, anger that, that because somebody did something to me that I can't deal with that who am i to do that to somebody else you know what i mean sure, so it's sure. just like no no no. i get that it, you know what's weird you know what's interesting and weird uh <laughs> there's this whole this whole fucking conversation uh that's dominating the, the culture about mental health and about taking care of your mental health and understanding the past traumas that cause you to to dispense trauma or relive trauma or or shut yourself off from the world <clears throat> but it doesn't, I don't necessarily buy it, if that makes sense. I don't buy the sudden acceptance of mental disorders um, and, and what that really entails, because I believe that a lot of it is romanticized to the new generation. And I believe a lot of it is romanticized to, to uh, be a way to cope with problems these days. Um, however, Mental health is extremely important to me because I've suffered from things and I suffer from things and go through things. And the thing is, is that if we're going to cancel people and give people consequences and at the same time preach about mental health, there has to be 
this middle ground where you examine what it, what, what it is that's causing these problems from people. And that's yeah. not to excuse their behavior, which seems to be exactly what people jump to when you try to bring this up. But in order to understand something, you sometimes have to go pretty deep beneath the surface. And one thing that's always stuck with me, I think I've even said it on here, there's a fantastic documentary called The House We Live In. And it's about the prison system in America and how the war on drugs and poverty essentially caused a, a, a prison pipeline from the more poverty-stricken places in the country. And this dude, uh, he's a fascinating cat, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I'll, I'll try to remember it and bring it up next time. But he had this amazing uh, quote, and, and he, he's talking about drug addiction and how everybody looks at the war on drugs as a failed war on drugs because there should have never been a war on drugs and it was really a war against black and brown people and poor people which is true i about um, to say that's not that's not uh that's not even a bold statement it's just true no that's not a bold statement at all it's just true um and and it's not a bold statement that the cia brought crack cocaine into the ghetto of la and it's that's not that's not fucking far-fetched or even false yeah you hear, um, the, you but, hear that you hear him say that kind of shit on history channel now you know what i mean it's, exactly. it's part of the culture um, but or part of the so this guy zygos. this guy is talking about it and talking about how people look at the issue the wrong way uh because people are so uh, are so preoccupied with um why is the war on drugs failing and and or why are so many people doing drugs however the real question is this and the way he breaks it down is just fascinating to me and you can apply it to so many things he says that 99 percent of the people who are are habitual drug and alcohol users are using drugs and alcohol to kill the pain so instead of asking why so many drugs and alcohol we need to be asking why so much pain and if you really think about that and break that down into other into other situations the cancel culture really becomes reflective of our attitudes about mental health if we're not willing to get to take the time to really understand why people act then we don't really necessarily have the right to tell them that they're wrong now that's not to say they're not wrong but that is to say that i do have a problem with the fact that we don't allow redemption right now no i love I've that i've never ever been okay with that there there has to be redemption or else this is fucking pointless no seriously dude and honestly you know what dude you know what man there's so many things that we've been talking about that we talk about on the show or whatever and it's like uh and i didn't expect to talk about this today but i'm happy dude i, I mean i wish i'd say you know wait out for a chest but this is something like all of my stuff that i'm saying now there's things that people know about me and then that i've been honest with or whatever that don't necessarily need to be on this show but like i'm a pretty straightforward person i'm pretty on i'm quite honest and so are you as well so you know and it's like um yeah like the the, the redemption arc um it, it, the the issue i think the issue will become people are gonna will get i think i think we are on that turn i think we are on the turn where cancel culture i even hate saying it because it doesn't even work doesn't even make sense cancel culture you know it's like it's like yeah, but, you're not canceled you're yeah. not canceled you're facing consequences yeah but you i can yeah. still you can still do what you want to do getting fired is a consequence well i think what's happening canceled. right now is like that that page is turning and this redemption arc is going to be the the main focus on this part of the of the the thing that changes the the pictures you know what i mean the view the viewfinder the viewfinder yeah and so we're getting to addition i think the, but the issue is going to be is the mainstream and the big money maker is going to be redemption arc so they're, they're going to be taking shithead dickweeds that are not contrite and not seeking forgiveness and trying to truly become 
and try and redeem themselves for the better good of everyone in their own hearts, they're just going to make a story out of it just to sell. You know what I mean? So that's the Here's, issue. That's fascinating because it really does bring to light an, another fucking thing that's interesting about this cancel culture. Um, have you noticed that all the people getting canceled are artists? <laughs> yeah. So check this out. Check this out. Fucking vibe with me for a second. I'm listening to you. Go back in time. Jump on the fucking Memory Express, okay? Yeah. And think about the 10 most inspiring movies you've ever seen. How many of them involve a redemption arc of a truly terrible person into something inspirational? Polar Express. <laughs> yes. They turned Tom Hanks from a CGI character into a real-life pedophile. I'm just kidding. He's not a pedophile. That's some cute <laughs> shit. Just a joke. Um, but no, my, my thing is that, dude, look, okay. I, and I know, like, because this is, this is so, it sucks, but th there's this, then there's the whole white savior thing and, and, and what movies were inspirational but were intrinsically racist because of the white savior trope. But look at a movie like Dangerous Minds. Okay, let's use Dangerous Minds as an example. And I'll use that as an example for three reasons. I just fucking watched it. I love it. And it is heavily intrinsically racist accidentally yeah. and this is what i realized watching it she never learns she never ever 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 learns about the positive aspects of these people's culture and life she never learns that she only learns that her whiteness can bring some joy to their bleakness yes. okay so as much as i like that movie and it inspires me because i saw it at such a young age and i, I was just kind of blown away by it and, and the had soundtrack like the fucking, was such a bot yeah then. i about to say had one of the most <laughs> iconic song songs of our generation and music videos like yeah dude and so like that movie just has always been something i like but and re-watching it i was just like yeah you know what if someone had explained to me the white savior trope back then I would have definitely not liked this movie as much because as an adult they've released uh blindside I have never been more physically uninvolved with a movie than I was with Blindside. I watched that fucking movie beginning to end, and the only thing I found out was that if you're a poor black dude, if you can play football, some rich white woman might invite you into her house. You're not going to be your kid, but she'll let you play football and live at her house. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing to me was that to see all the people that like claimed that was inspirational... You know, there weren't too many people of color who were like, man, that fucking movie spoke to me, dude. Yeah. It was mostly white suburban women who were like, I fucking told you I wasn't racist, Jan. <laughs> and it's like, and then Green Book. That one just drove me up the fucking wall because it's literally two hours of a dude being like, I don't know about you blacks. And the black dude being like, dude, we're honestly not bad. Try this food or try this music or try this thing or have a conversation <laughs> with me. And it ends with him being like, you know, you blacks are okay. And it's like, is that inspirational? Cause, cause it's not, <laughs> it's not. And like, uh, I just wonder the quote, quote of a lifetime. If you from take Joel. all that out of it, the inspirational movies that you have left, even more of them are going to be about people who were terrible and ended up becoming a good person. Also, you look black. at all the religious, look at all the religious <laughs> shit. That's popular. You What's blacks that are okay. Quote by Joel. What's that Barrio book that, that you see fucking pamphlets for everywhere where it's like a, a dude shooting up and there's an angel with his arm around him? It's like something... Oh, Outreach in the Barrio. It's a fucking book uh, that they give out. Uh, that, uh, it was like really popular in, in uh, Spanish parts of town. And um, it's about heroin addicts and gang members and junkies and shit who fucking turn their life around and become 
good people, right? But like, wait, wait, what, what uh, decade? Like, when did this happen? I, I believe it's from the seventies or eighties, but it's okay. still used in community outreach constantly. When I worked at Half Price Books, a dude would bring in boxes. It's of like a novel or something. It's a novel and a pamphlet and a cassette tape. God damn. It's got the most raw cover ever. It's a dude shooting up and an angel and Jesus are hanging out with him. And there's a dude doing a drive-by in the back. It's fucking crazy cover. Uh, they, at, they, they hand out pamphlets at the light of Riverside in 35. They hand out pamphlets for it over there. Okay. Like all the time. But anyway, so uh, I just wonder, like, do people realize that we have a history of addressing the, the, the problems people have had in their lives and the way that they addressed them and changed and lifting those people up, is that done? Are we not doing that anymore? And I'm not saying I want to lift up, I don't want a Louis biopic with a fucking Danny Elfman soundtrack where at the end he fucking weeps <laughs> and gets an Oscar. But I definitely, definitely don't want 20 years from now to turn on TV and see a movie, like a TV movie of the week about Louis C.K. the Predator. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just weird, like how we're like we have like I feel like we're making some pretty serious points, uh, but we're not really bringing them in. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of just like we kind of threw this these is ideas I didn't out see, there. But I believe you. This just, isn't fucking twenty twenty. <laughs> Joel's pissed. I'm fucking angry. And Joel, no. uh, Joel's been waking his meat, and the window's been open for the past three months, and now he's now he's didn't even realize what was happening, and now he's fucking concerned about now getting canceled. Culture. Uh, and he's going, uh, I didn't even so know I, where the window was open. Note the time, motherfucker. Dave Chappelle jerking off in the window, 2.45. Bro, what about... <laughs> go ahead. Oh, oh you, I, I assume what you're going to say is with the cancel culture shit still, so I guess you can go ahead. No. I'm, I'm just branching off from that. I'm honestly ready to move on from it. All right, let's move on from it. I got tattooed today. Yeah, um, so anyways. It was, it was dope, and I, I love the way it turned out, but I actually wanted to ask you a question. Have you ever used Saniderm? No. Second skin. No. Me either. And oh, I, yes, I I've have. Watching... Are you talking about like that patch? Like it's like yeah. your white blood cells take care, take, take care of your body for you? And it like when you weep, it like pools up with all the stuff that you're weeping, like all the plasma and everything? Yes. Um, weep? So I've been fascinated with that the past week. Because it works I was really like, well. I've heard, I've heard that it works really well and that everyone's using it. But I haven't got tattooed since 2017, and it was a home visit, so I definitely didn't get it then. And uh, I was—I've just been really interested in it. So when I went in today, I was like, "Hey, uh, you guys got—do you guys use Sanoderm?" And she was—she told me no. With color tattoos, it can really fuck it up. So I was just curious if you use it or not. But so I got a tattoo. Um, I'm not going to show it today because I have extremely sensitive skin and I bleed a lot, and I got it on my legs. So. Uh, it's a really colorful one too with a lot of light colors. So all the blood is like spotting and pooling and it's just extremely dark. So I don't want to show it on here yet, but in a couple days I'll, I'll be posting it. I'll probably show it next week. It's Bart Simpson and his dog Santa's little helper and he's feeding him ice cream and it says best friends cause I love my dog and I love the Simpsons and I don't ever want to die. <laughs> all right. And so what a perfect episode to bring up heavy, heavy in weight, hearty in volume. <coughs> But Joel and I have decided to bring over to our YouTube channel more of me doing stuff and not just Joel. And I'm going to start doing on the show. I'm actually going to start doing. Hi, and welcome to Party Time with me, Doug. And this is Joel. Say hi, Joel. 
Hi. And I was going to do a quick review of one of my favorite rum bottles, and that is going to be Smith & Cross Traditional Jamaican Rum. This is a naval strength rum at 57% alcohol. So this is not colored because of age, but it's colored by dunder. What's dunder, you ask? Don't worry. I'll tell you soon on another episode. And then you can also tune in to our YouTube channel in the next couple of weeks and see that I'm going to start be doing personal bottle reviews and telling you a little bit more about cocktails and things of that nature, inspired not only by the customers, but by Joel and I and whatever. I think I said that backwards, but please embrace your alcoholic inside and drink responsibly and don't drink and drive. No, but for real, and don't I, drink and take don't drink and take pills. So I did want to bring this up. I'm going to start doing a little bit of bottle reviews like on shows real quick, and I'm going to start put uploading to our channel more in depth uh, cocktails. I do have my personal page, Doug Blank, and I'm going to start transfer. And I wasn't going to transfer them over, but I think they're not that. I didn't see it, but I believe you vibe. I think I want to no, make it. Actually, I'm glad you bring that up. Don't transfer them over. Just bring the same style of content and make it more. I didn't see it, but I believe you because yeah. I, I also have the Moving Picture House YouTube that's about to start getting stuff uploaded to it, and it's movie shit, but in a different vibe than I would bring here. Yeah. So, so don't yeah. don't delete it. <laughs> no, yeah. So we're about to bring. So we're about to start doing some cool stuff, and I'm like, my whole idea is like, just I mean, obviously bring the passionate cocktail and some bottles and stuff involved, but at the same time, really just something easy you can do at home. Don't necessarily. And I'm gonna like give a list of tools and things that are gonna make it really easy to build certain drinks and just have a good time. And uh, honestly, we're gonna tie it into our shows more often. And yeah, and uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Dope, well on that same topic, I had brought up a couple weeks ago the uh, director's cut of the Super Mario Bros movie and told everybody that I was planning on making a video about it, and I still am. Um, however, uh, I was able to acquire a VHS and DVD copy of it. Of all what? Right. So, of what? Yeah. <laughs> of the Mario director's cut. Oh, nice. I found somebody I found somebody to boot it like immediately. Um, so, nice. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, my plan is still to watch both versions back to back and then make a video about it. And that will be up, I hope. Uh, it should be here this week. So, I'm hoping it's up. I can have the video up by like Saturday or Sunday. So, I don't have my schedule yet, but I did want to, <clears throat> I didn't text you yet. But in two days from this upload, June 16th is, uh, Jim, why am I fucking missing this? I'm fucking time. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior's birthday. So maybe we can get back on air. Who knows? But if not, please spend some time to make some posts about the Ultimate Warrior. Celebrate his life. One of my favorite characters of all time. And uh, yeah, I really. I'm, when I'm when is it? Something. The 16th? The 16th. If you follow me at Doug Fresh on Instagram, I'm going to be doing all kinds of crazy posts. For it and stuff. Aren't you Doug Fresh eighty five, buddy? That's what I meant. D at Doug Fresh eighty five, check me out. Aren't you at D U G Fresh eighty five? Less. Thank you, Joel. What would I do without you, Joel? What's his name? God, I can't remember his fucking name. I almost called him Jill. Yeah, you are D U G Fresh F R E S H eighty five. D U G F R E S H eight five. D-U-G-F-R-E-S-H-8-5. Jim Helwig. I was saying, I was saying Hedwig, the owl from uh, that story. Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry, Harry Potter. Po Harry Potter. Po That's the name of this episode. Harry Potter and the Harry Ultimate Warrior. Potter and the 
Invisible Wizard. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Invisible Wizard featuring the ultimate warrior in his kidney stones. No, dude, but it's crazy, dude. So, like, maybe we can, uh, dude. Maybe I'll just do uh, one of my own episodes or whatever, and put on the thing talking about the Ultimate Warrior. If you can't, if you can't do like an early day episode, you're probably gonna have to do your own. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might do it on your own. What was that button you just pushed? I didn't push anything. I watched you go, and then go. Wah, 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 wah. No, I didn't push anything, and so uh, also. <sighs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? What are you drinking? Apple soda? Beal. Beal? Beal. I can't forget that you uh, still drink. You, well, you're like one of those weird drinkers. Like you drink kind of. You drink half a beer for like, you know, and then you're done. I feel like that's that hasn't been the case for like a decade. Now you're just I drink, an alcoholic? No, nah, actually, I've been doing pretty good. I actually hate when people can't just have a goddamn drink. It has to be the rest of the day. We yeah. know somebody like that. No, yeah, for we sure. We know a couple motherfuckers like that. Oh, what do you mean? But tell like, me. I used to go ahead. I used to drink a beer with lunch, and my roommate would come out and be like, "What's the fucking point, even?" Yeah, <laughs> I just want a beer. Just, just want a want beer. A beer dude. I don't want to fucking get fucking shit faced. I'm trying to do dude. a keg stand, son. I'm eating a bologna sandwich. I it's just like, wanted a yeah, beer. Yeah, I gotta go back to work. Just wanted, I came home to have a bologna sandwich. Just wanted a fucking beer, man. It's 1.45 on a Tuesday. <laughs> it's like just want a beer. That's it. I'm not taking shots. I'm not taking shooters. Oh, so I went to have lunch. I was on the trail all day, and I went to have lunch by myself, and I got this. I'm like, I'm going to send the patio. It's 100 degrees. This patio is pretty cool, and it has fans, but they didn't have the fans on. I'm like, oh, okay. No big deal. So what did I get? I got Nashville hot <laughs> rubbed wings, and they're queso like no did they tell you it was spicy the queso i like spicy food with cold beer like that's something i love it's like a generic combo but it works really well anyways but i've felt like i've had this cheese dip before and i started eating it and i'm fucking sweating bullets dude this thing's hotter than the fourth of july it's like just freaking (laughs) ripping hot i'm going whoo <laughs> by myself. There's other people that's like, you know, couple of here, person there reading a book. I'm going, whoo! <laughs> and I'm trying, and I, the last time I was there, I ended up having like fucking wing sauce and stuff all over my hands. I'm like, I'm not going to make myself look like this this time around. So I'm like trying to be like really cautious about the way I eat. I'm going, chip right in the face have one oh. na- one napkin i'm like wiping it off people are just like kind of looking at me i'm like sweating my ass off and then i'm like can you turn a fan on <laughs> like no I'm like why and so just sweating i get these fucking wings i'm just like eating it i'm just like sweating profusely and just like have like cheese i'm like i had to go there. it was awful that's it that's a va- next time take a picture of your ugly sweat covered face that's not too nice, Joel. But yeah, I could. But anyways, with that said, I, no, 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 no. You're not ugly. The sweat's what's ugly. <gasps> Speaking of sweat, here I'll throw myself under the bus real quick. I used to work with Doug at a. I used to work with Doug at a pretty hip little restaurant. Um, and uh, I for was, like a yeah, week, I was the host. I worked there for a few months. Noted. 
I mean, I still, I got, I got, I ain't I ended still on worked, a good note. I thought you going to say, I still worked there. <laughs> still worked there. I, I, I didn't end it on a good note, but I worked there for a few months. Uh, less than six, but a few. Um, but everyone there was so nice to me. Okay. Everyone yeah. there, girls, all the girls, extremely nice to me. They all added me on the internet. They all fucking found me, and they would all. They, they, a lot of them still follow me and shit, and they were all very nice. However, there was one broad that worked there who fucking hated me, and I honestly was not a very big fan of her either. <laughs> and one day, I'm fucking standing there, and you remember where they had me, like right in front of those glass doors, and it's like a hundred degrees, and I'm fucking on Adderall, and I'm sweating nuts, bro. I am sweating absolute fucking buckets, and. uh that girl comes by, and she's like, yeah, it's fucking hot. And I'm like, yeah, man, fucking telling me. Look how bad I'm sweating. And she looks at me and goes, you're fucking always sweating. And just walks away. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Never coming to this fucking place again. And you didn't. Dude, one time. And I fucking didn't. You, I got you that job there. And I'll never forget going to the kitchen to like just go to work and you work that morning apparently and they're all just like kind of looking at me I'm like, I'm like just cooking food and like hey so that joel guy's your friend huh? i'm like yeah he's my best friend I'm like you got in that job here huh like yeah <laughs> like what the fuck I'm like what let's go they're saying that you're like walking into the kitchen did i tell you about this no dude like multiple cooks said they, they were working they're all busy as hell and you walked to the kitchen they said you went i feel like an animal i'm an animal man i'm an animal <laughs> he was like turned around and walked out the kitchen a hundred percent never happened dude everybody hundred percent never happened like, i would feel like never, an animal i'm like what? i would never ever do that i don't know why ever. all of a sudden i've just remembered that i've never asked you about that but they're like you said that you went in there and you're going i feel like an animal i'm an animal i'm an animal and i walked out and just walked right out turn around and walked out i would literally doug Joel, i would never do that i believe you but i want you to know they i did not make that up no, I no, I believe it. That. But look, here, I, I, here, I'll say this. The only explanation for somebody acting like that is always drugs, right? Yeah. But, like, the only drug I was ever on there was Adderall. And the one fucking thing that Adderall does to me is make me wildly paranoid. I would never walk into a room and go, I'm a fucking animal. I would, I would never do that. I'd have a heart attack, Doug. It's really hard I'd literally to, have a see, heart attack doing all, that. All signs are pointing to maybe you did it. <laughs> I didn't do that. I swear to you. I did a lot of I'm funny. animal. I did a lot of weird, funny shit there on accident, but that wasn't one. Uh, the news came one day, and I was dancing in the in front of the host stand and the owner came up to me and was like you've got to stop trying to get on tv it's funny because it probably yeah. <laughs> all right well with that said thanks for listening to another episode of i didn't see you but i believe you i'm doug i'm joel and if you want to if you like what you're watching and stuff you want to join a channel just click right here and you can click up here and watch last week's video thanks guys I'll send you the I'll send you the thumbnail. Right. The, the episode's called yes. Litterbugs. Litterbugs. <laughs> <laughs>